Welcome to Legacy Women's Podcast, where we seek to encourage women in their relationship with God and one another through monthly conversations with the women of Cornerstone Church of Knoxville. All right, well, thanks for listening. And today we're going to continue our series on Titus II relationships in real life. And last time we talked to some older women about what it has looked like for them to encourage younger women. And this time we're going to talk to some younger women about how they have pursued older women. And so I've got Megan Erickson, Madison Curtis, Lauren Simmons, Monica Williams with me today. So can each of you tell me a bit about yourself? Well, I am Madison Curtis. I moved to Knoxville to come to UT about seven years ago, and I've been married to Ben for about five years. We graduated from UT and did the internship with VFC, and now I work full-time in logistics. My name is Monica Williams, and I am married to Neil Williams for almost nine years, and I've lived in Knoxville for those nine years, and we love it here, and we have three little girls, age six, four, and almost two, and another baby on the way, What? and and I stay home with the girls and homeschool our oldest. I'm Megan Erickson. I am originally from Des Moines, Iowa, but I've been in Knoxville for almost four years now. I originally moved here after working with Feeding the Orphans, which is a nonprofit that uh, is run by the O'Leary family. They go to Cornerstone, um, but I was working with them in Ghana, West Africa, and then I moved to Knoxville, and now I work at Cornerstone for Bill. My name is Lauren Simmons. I'm married to Jake Simmons. Um, we've been married almost nine years. We have four children. Um, Asher's five. Vivian is four, Madeline is two, and we have a baby who's four months old, baby Dane. Um, I've lived in Knoxville, I guess, 12 years now, maybe 13 years now. Um, Came to school here, did the internship with Volunteers for Christ, met Jake, married him, um, and been here ever since. Great. Um, Monica, will you share your testimony? Yes. So I grew up attending church pretty faithfully with my parents, and uh, it was important to them, and when I entered middle school, it was important to them that I get involved in a youth group, so I did, and I was pretty much the quintessential good church kid, um, and very proud of it, very self-righteous about it, very much a modern-day Pharisee, Um, but by my senior year of high school, I just started having a lot of doubts and questions, uh, really thinking more about my faith um, and about God and about my purpose and truth. And I was a leader in the youth group. And I just really uh, wrestled with the fact that I had these questions. And I remember going on a youth uh, mission trip as a leader, as a student leader, and thinking, is this it? You know, is this all there is to the Christian life? It's just these mission trips and these Bible studies and going to church and just searching kind of for the next spiritual high. And I'm only 18, and this can't be all that there is. Um, And if so, that's kind of sad that I've reached some top of it. And, um, And also, how can I be this student leader <clears throat> and have all these questions about God, but no answers to these questions. And 
uh, I feel like I should have these answers. So I was really eager to go to college and um, meet people, learn about God, people who knew God, and have them answer my questions. And so I quickly got involved in a campus ministry, and they really could answer my questions. These people knew God and the Bible. And in a Bible study in my dorm room was the first time that I really heard about sin and that I was a sinner. Uh, the leader shared Isaiah 64, 6. We have all become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. And that was a slap in the face for me, who had been told my whole life how good I was and being held up on this pedestal of being such a good church girl. So that was very shocking for me, but the gospel still just didn't sink in. And I was just so excited about all the things I was learning, scripture memory and how to study the Bible and how to share my faith and um, all of that, that I started just trying to do that better. And that was my way to know God. And then by my junior year of college, I was really burnt out and depressed. And um, I understood, I just was really confused um, about what was going on. And then I met with my campus minister's wife. She was trying to give me just some, some mentorship. And I was working actually at a toy at the toy store I worked there in college and she just came in with her daughter not knowing that I worked there and we just started talking not really about much and um, then she just said to me Monica I want you to know the joy of the Christian life and I don't think you know that joy and I was floored because um, just the night before I'd been weeping to the Lord about the same thing about how depressed mm -hmm. I was and how I was just felt like I was missing something and I didn't know why. And later that day after work, I went over to her house. We had already arranged to meet before that. Um, and I just started opening up with my, to her with my questions and my confusions. And she just walked me through the gospel again and how Jesus was my perfect sufficiency. And it wasn't about becoming perfect and doing all these Christian things, the Bible studies and scripture memory and sharing my faith. It wasn't about doing those perfectly because I never would be able to, but that Jesus was perfect and lived a perfect life I couldn't and that I needed to trust in his righteousness and his atoning death on the cross. And I went back to my dorm room that night and just knew that Jesus was really calling me to himself and to put my trust in him and not myself any longer. And so I just prayed to the Lord to, and put my trust in him and my faith in him and not myself. And, and immediately I had joy. Immediately I felt freer uh, than I had felt in years. And God's word really was alive and active to me in ways it had not been. It was very different. And um, I was seeing Jesus as I was reading the scriptures and seeing grace and seeing mercy and being able to grow deeper than I ever had before. Great, great. Thank you for sharing that. Um, well, I wanted to start our conversation just by having each of you share about an older woman that God has used to encourage you. So, Lauren, can you start? Yeah, um, there are a lot of women who I could talk about right now. God has used a lot of women in Cornerstone to shape me and influence me towards godliness. But I want to share about Elizabeth Pluniak and how the Lord has used her specifically in regards to parenting. Um, my oldest child was an extremely difficult toddler and preschooler and we still have very hard days but um, I was just humbled by my lack of wisdom on how to adequately train and discipline him and I needed help to know how to love him and how to care for him and God just used Elizabeth to gently come alongside me and encourage me as I sought to train him um, and Elizabeth was such a gift because she has children 
um, that are older. She's ahead of me in parenting. Her kids are, she has five in elementary, middle school, and the high school years. And she just remembered the hard work of training a strong, self-willed child. And she would remind me how important it was to persevere in training and teaching and disciplining Asher. And then she would just direct my attention to God's grace and my need for God as I parent. And it's just been such a gift to have an older woman who is also my friend to come alongside me and to remind me of God's faithfulness as I was training my children and as I still am training my children. So Great. Megan, what about you? Yeah, like Lauren, I have so many women that I could talk about. Um, a lot of the women that encourage and minister to me aren't necessarily so much older than me, but are, you know, far wiser than I am and in different seasons of life. Um, but one woman that comes to mind is Sherry Kittrell. I work for Bill and Lauren Kittrell is one of my best friends. So our friendship kind of happened naturally. Uh, I think I'm kind of a surrogate daughter while Lauren's in Louisville, but I get to see and talk to Sherry probably multiple times a week and I get to go to holidays at their house. So I really get to see Sherry living life and every time I see her whether it's just to drop things off for Bill she's always very intentional with the questions that she asks me Mm -hmm. and I can just like feel that she really wants to know how I'm doing and she always seeks to encourage me and Mm -hmm. wants to go on walks with me and I can just tell that she really cares about me so it's really special to be able to see her you know, at holidays, caring for her family and seeing how she just like pursues the Lord. And she's just a great um, example to see and to live life with. So it's really fun. That's great. Mm-hmm. What about you, Monica? Um, yeah, so Melanie Cahill has been um, one of the many ladies in my life, but she's been the main one here in Knoxville and it's been really sweet just when I moved here I knew I wanted leadership and I needed an older woman because I was getting married I was moving to a new town going to a new church I had no job no friends I just needed a lot of help and I just started praying Lord help me have an older woman in my life and then our first community group my first community group um, I was just sitting beside this lady and she just started sharing just transparently but so humbly and I my heart leapt I thought Lord please can she be it please (laughs) I didn't even know her I hadn't met her and um then a few weeks after Neil and I got married she just cold called well I guess cold emailed me and just asked if I wanted to come hang out with her and um and her family her four boys and we had barely talked before that And I just thought, wow, Lord, this is amazing. And so I just went over to her house and joined in with whatever they were doing. I'd help her cook dinner. I'd help her run errands, go to the grocery store. I would go with her and her boys to serve at the nursing home. And um, we'd go on walks together. And I would just talk to her and ask her all these questions about being a wife and about biblical womanhood and what my purpose was in that and what my role was. And she would just give me counsel and encouragement and um, help me see God's word and God's purpose for me. And it really, we just became friends and she's continued to be available in our lives. She and Bill, our Aunt Melanie and Uncle Bill to our kids, they're very um, dear to us. And she's just shared her life with me as 
her life has allowed just in the different seasons of her life she's uh, been she's tried to be available to us and sometimes that's more than others but she's just prayed for me and counseled me encouraged me laugh with me it's been um, a joy great what about you madison when I graduated high school, my home church assigned me a mentor, which I thought was totally cheesy and I wasn't that excited about. I pictured maybe a couple emails and then we'll lose touch, you know. But to my surprise, Miss Lucy and I really bonded and have kept in touch since then. So it was really sweet. We would exchange snail mail letters and a few emails back and forth. She would write out scripture verses on index cards for me to put up in my dorm and just remind me of the reason that I'm here. She has such a sweet and gentle spirit, but she has this deep, fiery love for God that is just so appealing. Um, then my sophomore year of college, she lost her husband really unexpectedly, mm-hmm. and it's just been amazing to watch her walk through these last few years with such trust in God, even though it's been really painful. But she can look me in the eye across the table and tell me how much she cares for the Lord, even though she's walking through these hard things. Um, I probably see her once a year now, but I always appreciate my times with her and the ways that we pray for one another throughout the year. And it's just been a really sweet gift from the Lord. Um, what has it looked like for each of you to, um, pursue women just practically? Um, Madison? Well, practically for me, I guess during different seasons of life, can feel different busyness and things like that. But one strategy that I've taken has just been to kind of look at the people in my life and look at people that I see on a regular basis rather than hunting out some specific person. It's just been to kind of see, okay, what's already on my plate? What am I already doing regularly? And who are the people there? You know, so a practical thing that I've done is just kind of use my community group as my target market, so to speak, (laughs) and to just grab women who are there who are older or even younger, um, but just to really seek out those people and ask them questions and to try to take advantage of the time that's kind of already built into my schedule. Because I found that after college, it was kind of hard to seek out specific women and try to meet with them. And it's a little intimidating to walk up to a mom who has four children and, hey, you want to add another item to your plate? You know, so that's been my practical is just to kind of, okay, when I'm already there and I'm already with these people, how can I take advantage and be intentional? That's great. What about you, Monica? Yeah, I think it's been different for me through the years. At first, you know, it was hanging out with Melanie, just living life with her, helping her. And then it was um, just more formal group meetings about once a month. And once on a Saturday, we would get together with a group, a bigger group, and pray and encourage one another. Um, At times, it really has just been through books or podcasts or articles. Um, It's been group book studies with the legacy groups and that's been helpful to meet other women and, and just receive even in just the group discussion what they're saying and maybe trying to follow up with them after um it's also just even been through email last year i was really struggling with some issues and insecurities with one of my kids and really wanting some perspective and i knew of someone who i thought had walked through a situation similar uh through a interaction that i'd had with her and her kids several years ago. And uh, so I just went up to her one Sunday and said, hey, can I have your email? I want to ask you a question. And she said, yes. And uh, this is not someone that I really have had many conversations with at all. 
Um, but she was eager to talk with me about it. She and her husband, even we got together with uh, Neil and I and talked about it. And it was really helpful and encouraging, really served us. That's great. Megan? Yeah, I think for me, it's been a lot of informal uh, relationships. I have the chance to talk and be encouraged by a lot of different women through babysitting. So I think of like Suzanne Robinson, who is like one of my greatest encouragers. And I, she used to live a few doors down from me. So I would just invite myself into her life and uh, just hang out with her and Dylan and the boys and bring food or just be okay with hanging out on the couch. Uh, So pretty informal things, but it's really fun I babysit for a few different families, so it's really fun to have that time when the kids are asleep and the parents come home, and I just get to have sweet fellowship with different women and share things that are on my heart in different seasons and things that they are going through, and um, I think babysitting has been, like, the biggest way for me to meet and uh, create relationships with other women. That's great. Lauren, what would you add? Um, I just love to ask questions. I don't have a formal way of doing this. Um, I, like most of these ladies says, I try to sit, said earlier, I try to look for opportunities at church or through emails or phone calls or inviting an older woman to my home or inviting myself over to their home. Um, and specifically, I do this when I notice grace in someone's life, whether it's their love for their husband, their home, um, their love for the Lord, their love for their kids, creativity, prayer, whatever it is. If I notice grace, then I try to ask them questions in that area of their life and just learn more about like what the Lord's doing and how did they grow. And um, a lot, I think on the last podcast, one of the ladies mentioned um, a situation where somebody asked somebody a question in the bathroom, Noel Piper, and um, she was so ministered. And I can give so many accounts to that church on a Sunday where I've just briefly had five or ten minutes and I asked a question to an older lady and what they said to me back has been some of the most impactful things to me. So it's more of an informal way that I go about it, but the Lord has really used that to bless me and encourage me. Great. Um, What would you say to an older woman who isn't sure how to wield a relationship with or speak into the lives of younger girls? Lauren? Um, I would say, one, speak into our lives, please. We need (laughs) godly women proclaiming God's faithfulness to us. I would say um, don't be afraid to step out and encourage younger women who are in their sphere of life, whether that's community group, as some of these ladies have said, or legacy groups, um, someone you serve with on a ministry team at church. Whatever area you find yourself, I'd say just look around and take note of someone and befriend them. Just be their friend. I believe taking an interest in someone else's life is where it begins. And I would also tell them to pray specifically that the Lord would put someone in their life to reach out to. I was recently talking to an older lady, and she has such a heart to reach out to young moms, um, but she didn't really want to insert herself into people's lives, so she started praying. And then she and I had an interaction, and I started asking her questions about parenting, and it just evolved where I've been able to try to introduce her to a couple other ladies and just seeing that the Lord is aware of people and he can direct our path. So just really pray and press into the Lord and ask him to provide someone. Yeah, I think uh, for older women who 
maybe have the desire to encourage women in my stage of life, which is singleness. I'm a young single. Um, just inviting us into your home to live life with you. It's so easy to, you know, take time to go over and hang out with an older woman in her family. Um, it doesn't have to be, you know, going out and doing something one-on-one, but that's also great. But um, just, I think it ministers to and encourages people just to be able to see godly women live life. Uh, And uh, so just inviting people into your home, I think, is a huge thing. And uh, it really encourages me and I'm sure a lot of other single women. Madison? I'd say if you love the Lord and you cherish His Word, you probably have a lot more to offer than you feel like you do. So I'm sure a fear can be... I don't have wisdom. I don't have these things to offer these young ladies, but I think if you have the spirit, then you do. So if you don't really know what to do or how to speak in, just share scripture with them. A lot of times that is the most helpful thing that we as young ladies need to hear and to develop a love for. Um, God's word will fill any void in your advice or guidance, (laughs) but also we don't have to have all the wisdom because God does. And if you don't know where to start, like these ladies said, just inviting people into your home is awesome. And just kind of doing these normal living life things like you would with your regular friends, I think can be really impactful. I can think of several specific conversations that I've had with women where they were just thinking out loud about the things that they're walking through in their lives. And some of the things that they've said have really stuck with me, just learning how do women who love the Lord think through things biblically. You know, it doesn't have to be... A formal setting or a specific Bible study or anything structured a lot of times it's just the little things in life but to look in your life is there anyone you have a specific heart for is there anyone that you cross paths with consistently or anyone who's kind of hinted at needing some help just invite her over for coffee and see where it goes (laughs) that's good um you you've definitely already done this, but is there anything else you'd say to encourage younger women to pursue older ones? Um, Monica, what would you say? Yeah, I would say I would ask the Lord for help on wisdom on who to pursue and who do you see that needs help and how can you help them, you know, and um, being open to who that could be in your life and how. So depending on where you're at in your life and where an older woman is at in her life, whether she's a young mom with young kids or um, more of a middle mom with middle-aged kids or a mom with grown kids, the availability is going to be different. And it may not be some consistent time or a weekly meeting. It may be you pursuing and serving her more. Um, It doesn't mean that she's not interested in you. It's just that her time is limited. So going out for coffee may just not be the right fit for her time, but you helping her at her house provides pockets of time to talk and build a friendship. Also, I would say consider what your definition of an older woman is. You know, there may not be the young mom with young kids uh, around that's available to you, but there's the 60-year-old or older woman who would be happy to meet, pursue her, you know, or even vice versa. Maybe there's not the six-year-old woman, but the young mom who would be happy to have your help and have you over for adult conversation. Um, or maybe even just this the godly single woman who is there and able to spend you know more time with you. So seeing who is there and pursuing them and being open to what that 
would look like. And if it's something that's been hard for you and discouraging to find, I would just want to encourage you to not give up, you know, continue to pray and know that God hears you and will provide for you. Maybe it's through podcasts or books or articles of older women you respect. Maybe it's only at women's conferences. And maybe it's someone unexpected that's willing to eat and eager to spend time with you, seeking out godly, wise counsel. However you are able is um, so important. And don't neglect serving in the church. I believe God will open opportunities for you through serving him and his body. That's good. Megan, would you add anything? Yeah, I think just along with what Monica said, considering what you consider to be an older woman, in the church, and there's a lot of women who have been walking uh, this Christian life for a long time and have a lot of wisdom, and they might not be very old. And I just, uh, what I said about older women just inviting younger women into their homes, I think the same goes for younger women. You can very easily just text or email or whatever, call up somebody and say, hey, can I come over and hang out for a little while? And I just think, I always think of Suzanne Robinson because I was just over at her house all the time, just watching her live life, but just watching her uh, live with having, you know, a husband and kids. And she's been, she grew up in this church and she's been walking this life a lot longer than I have. So um, I think just younger women not being afraid to ask to be a part of someone else's life. I think that's huge. Lauren? Um, older women are a gift to God, are a gift from God to us. And I think we can just glean so much from women who've gone before us. And we live in a culture and a time where being a godly woman, it's just hard. And we have a lot of voices telling us what true womanhood looks like. But we need to get in God's word and we need to seek older women and start asking questions. And I would, um, this is something that I really encourage you to take a posture of one who loves to learn and someone that's teachable. When Titus talks about training, the person being trained has to be willing to learn. And I would say, take that posture when you're around different women, like these ladies have said, like there's so many ways which you can get into someone's life and learn from them, learn about the Lord, learn how to grow in Christ-likeness. And um, I believe the Lord will meet you as you seek to step out in faith and start pursuing women in this area of your life. Great. Madison? Yeah, I'd say just as you go about it, once you start kind of seeing people that you are interested in pursuing, don't assume that people are too busy and don't assume that they'll say no. You know, I think sometimes we can answer for other people when we look at the busyness of other people's lives. Um, but just ask and see how it goes and don't take it personally if that's not something that she's interested in. Then just give it a shot. Right. Uh, Monica, you've begun thinking about how you can encourage younger women yourself. And so even for those of us who would consider ourselves younger, we may and probably are an older woman to someone. So um, how can we begin taking those first steps into mentoring younger women? I think first just loving and walking with God, asking God for wisdom and um, to for God to bring people in your life to love and encourage. And just as we've studied in James uh, at church that God loves to give wisdom generously. And so trusting that he will give wisdom and lead you 
uh, to someone or a few people. And also not feeling, do not feel like you have to have it all together uh, before seeking to encourage, even just to seek to encourage a younger person uh, or younger girl or praying for her. Um, Just even telling her that you've been praying for her, I think means so much. It means so much to me when people have said that to me. As I saw spending time with Melanie, I saw her struggles and her sin. I saw her humility. I saw her godliness. I learned from seeing all of it. And I respect her transparency and her humility. And and so that was important. She, I saw where she didn't have it together. And I saw so much strength and wisdom. And it doesn't have to be complicated. I think inviting a younger woman just into the the crazy of your day, what you're doing, and ask for help. Get to know her while you're folding laundry, cooking dinner, eating dinner, or just invite her over for dinner and dessert. Invite her over for during your nap time or quiet time if you have those, so it's maybe less interrupted. If your husband travels, invite one or more of the girls over for dinner. One of the nights that he's gone, I've done that with Madison. It's been successful sometimes (laughs) and crazy other times, but she's embraced it well. Um, You know, it's adult conversation for you, opportunity for your kids to be hospitable. But if all of that's just too much for you, you can't, you're like, I don't have that time or I can't do that. That's okay. You know, it doesn't have to look one way. I think also just showing general interest in someone. So sending a text or an email or a phone call, finding them on Sunday mornings to ask how they're doing. Um, You know, if you're married, you can ask your husband for help. Recently, I told Neil that I wanted to spend time with this one girl, and it just wasn't possible for her to come to us with different schedules. So I asked if I could just meet her after dinner one night, and he was happy to make it work out. And it was great. We had a great time of being together. And it's not something that I can do regularly, but it was perfect for that time. And so I would just encourage to find whatever nooks and crannies and, and means of your day that you can express care and interest in younger girl, just like you would a friend. And it doesn't have to be a huge commitment. You know, maybe it's one conversation uh, where a younger girl is asked for counsel and you're occasionally able to ask her about it. Maybe it's more scheduled time of once a month or every other Saturday. Maybe it's mostly through email. I think just think about the time you can give and just try to give it. And as for someone As someone who does connect deeply with people through quality time, I've had to grow in being content with short spurts of intentionality through Sunday mornings or community group or women's meetings and as well as texts and emails. I've just had to learn to be content to give and to go deep with the time that I have and value those moments. And also I would encourage just as your children grow, especially if you have girls, but I'd say just children in general, don't forget the opportunity that you have with their friends. Be an open door uh, for your children to bring their friends over and be around and be available. So even if you know that their friends come from a Christian home and love Jesus, that uh, then you have an open door to their hearts and minds that maybe they're struggling to let their parents have access to. You know, for me as a senior in high school, wrestling with questions, I went over to a friend's house often to hang out and I would just talk to his mom. I'd find myself talking to her and she was a godly wise woman and she was just available there. And it was sweet. I really enjoyed just those moments. Great. Um, so you've already made this very attractive. And um, But is there anything else that you would say about... Um, what you have found to be uniquely 
helpful in your relationships with older women? Madison? I think the perspective that they can bring on my trials has been really refreshing. Mm -hmm. Several older women have helped me fight for joy in the midst of my trials and the importance of learning to do that as a young believer. So I've had several women who've really helped me kind of zoom out of my present circumstance and learn to appreciate the sweet aspects of the season of life, especially as a young married, you know, and I'm struggling with conflicts and things like that. It's just been really helpful to have older women who are like, man, but this is such a good time too. You know, even though it's growing pains and hard, it's still good. You know, just having women kind of point out God's grace in my life has been really special, especially when I'm looking around at my peer level friends, other newlyweds who seem so happy and everything's so easy for their marriage, you know. It's just been really helpful to have some older women come in and help me see truth. But also, I think just on a really practical level of thinking through life decisions and especially in college and getting married and trying to figure out what to do with my life as a grown-up, you know, it's just been really cool, especially with the Ship family, to come over here. And I think we've really talked through every big life decision that we've made with you guys <laughs> so far. So that's been really fun and has just built a lot of good memories and good times together. So I'm really grateful. Monica? Yeah, well, as a young mom, I feel like older moms can just give so much great perspective and discernment that's removed from the current season I'm in, but yet they can remember and um, they can see past it. And so I really appreciate that they can remember this season They've survived it, and they can encourage me there. They can give me a long view, perspective, practical ideas, encouragement to persevere in the good, correction for my sin, truth to help me see if I'm making a big deal out of nothing, which is often the case, and uh, just to know that my husband's my my husband, my kids, and I will be okay by God's grace. One benefit I feel like I've seen in seeking an older woman's counsel, it just helps me not to fall into complaining and whining. I can come to her discouraged, perplexed, despairing, broken, and receive just the grace of perspective and counsel. Because I just don't need the, the constant camaraderie of how hard this season is or how crazy our kids are being. Because I know it's hard. We know it's hard. We need encouragement and counsel and, and help. And I've found that through older women. Megan? Yeah, I think sometimes my tendency is probably to think that how could this godly older woman really understand my trial or my sin, you know? But that's so wrong. The truth is that uh, a lot of older women have faced crazy trials and they have come out of them just being more in love with Christ and how sweet is it to have direct access to a woman who can tell you how they uh, just relied on God and trusted in Christ and help you through similar trials or uh, seasons of life that are difficult. So I think just what Lauren said about having a posture of being a learner and being teachable, um, I think that goes a long way when relating to older women because they have a lot of wisdom uh, that's valuable. 
Okay. Yeah, I think older women can just testify to God's faithfulness in ways that I may not have seen yet. Like Monica was saying, like, we're just in this hard season with little ones or struggling things, our marriage or whatever we're walking through, and we can just be so narrowed in on it. So an older woman comes along beside us and lifts our gaze to the Lord and helps us see the truth of God's Word. And I think one of the things that I really respect about older women is they've been applying the truth from God's Word longer than me, and they can look back to me and testify to God's power. His Word is powerful, and it's legitimate, and it's true, and it's going to work its way in my life. And so having an older woman share those things with me God will use it and he strengthens me and he grows me in my walk with him and my love for him and I've peers who I'm in the same stage of life with like Monica was saying and we encourage one another and we love one another and we seek to help each other press into the Lord but having a woman that's older and he can just literally come alongside me and lift my eyes to God in these unique ways has been just such a gift great well, thank you all so much for encouraging us on this topic and reminding us as younger women to be intentional and um, for affirming to older women that we need them and their wisdom and their ability to testify to God's grace from their lives. So um, one thing that's come up again and again through both of these podcasts is the need for prayer. And so whether you're an older woman desiring to mentor or a young woman seeking to be mentored, um, I just encourage you to pray and I'm confident that it's a prayer the Lord wants to answer. Thanks for listening.